Okay, we're back on a Tuesday. Coming up, we got more on Elon Musk's $44 billion Twitter purchase. We'll talk to a tech business expert, break down for us how the deal happened, because I think a lot of people thought this thing was falling through. They were using the board of directors of Twitter, that poison pill option. How did this all come about? And what, what this might mean when it comes to other activist billionaires who might be considering the same. All of that coming up. But first, let's get a check on the provincial election. Joining us once again, Colin DeMello, Queens Park Bureau Chief for Global News, is on the line. Hey there, Colin. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, we are, uh, what, roughly uh, a week out from kind of the official start uh, of the election? Yeah, by law, the election in Ontario has to be called on a Wednesday, uh, and the election campaign, you know, must last a minimum of about four weeks. So if you kind of calculate back from June 2nd, which is legally when the election date should happen, uh, you know, the day that the writs are going to be issued and the election is going to be called is going to be Wednesday, May 4th. Uh, so that's next Wednesday that everyone's going to be, you know, hit and bombarded with a lot of campaign promises um, and a lot of goodies from all three parties hoping to get your vote. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that kind of not only the official start of the election, but sort of the official start for each of the parties and leaders as well, that they will really beginning if we're a month out to campaign in earnest? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the campaign work has already been happening, right? I, yesterday, I had a conversation with a cabinet minister, as an example, who said, you know, that he goes door knocking as often as he can, uh, you know, when he's not doing the business of, of government. Uh, every single MPP out there, or even those who are looking to become an MPP, have been doing a lot of that work. We've been seeing all of those campaign promises come out so far. Yesterday, the NDP was the first to actually launch its entire platform. The liberals are working on their platform and we're going to see the platform really from the Ford government later on uh, this week. So a lot of that work has already been happening. It's now they're going to start focusing your attention on a, a lot of what their promises really are so that um, you know they can get your vote. And you're also going to start seeing a lot of the attacks being deployed once the writs are issued. All right. What is a lot of the talk, a lot of the conversation do we think in the next month going to be about? I know we have a new Ipsos poll out for a global news that uh, has polled a lot of voters to see what is top of mind for them. Yeah, and it might not be a surprise after two years of a pandemic, but 31% of those who responded to this Ipsos poll say healthcare is their number one issue, followed by the handling of COVID-19. And that's those are the two issues that some of the opposition parties are really trying to hone in on, right? So the NDP is an example. They're promising that they want to bring a little bit more uh, attention to how the government performed during COVID-19. They want a full-blown public inquiry into the government's handling of COVID-19 over the past two years. And that's something they would bring in if they were elected. Uh, you know, the, the liberals as well, you know, announcing a lot of money for hospitals and healthcare. And in the last week or so, we've been seeing billions of dollars of investment coming from the government in upgrading a lot of hospitals. These are long needed hospital upgrades uh, to bring new beds, and to you know potentially bring new staff as well to these hospitals. So healthcare and handling of COVID-19, those are the top two issues. The rest of the issues seem to deal with affordability. People are looking for lower taxes. They're interested in you know the cost of day-to-day -day needs like groceries and gasoline. Uh, they want help to make a, for a housing a little bit more affordable. 
you know, and then it's only after that that you see other things like climate change, energy costs, and economy really become, um, you know, those those issues that voters care about. It's it's a huge change from last election, Jeff. Energy costs were top of mind for a lot of voters um, after the you know the partial sale of Hydro One and high um, hydro builds. That was the number one issue that you know, Doug Ford was really able to tap into. This time around, it's completely upended healthcare. COVID-19, affordability, those are the top three. Yeah. Are we surprised that affordability issues, I mean, still in the top five, but not kind of ranking uh, near the top, as you mentioned, uh, Colin, healthcare and the pandemic uh, response. I mean, are we surprised? Is the NDP maybe surprised? Are they going to have to maybe shift focus a little bit? As you and I talked yesterday, of course, they unveiled their uh, campaign platform, and a lot of it uh, seemed to be about uh, tax freezes and uh, affordability, cost of living, but uh, healthcare ranks number one, according to this poll, and and also, according to this Ipsos poll for Global News, uh, most respondents think that the NDP are best equipped to handle the issue of health care. Right. And that's really the bread and butter for the NDP. I mean, I would say in this election, some of the issues that have long been championed by the NDP, whether it's health care, long term care, uh, et cetera, those issues are now you know, a front burner issue for a lot of people because they've experienced so much heartbreak over the last two years. So this really is a, a time for the NDP to use those issues to potentially strike and surge in the polls. Uh, but ultimately, you know, the, the Ford government might come out with some kind of a pocketbook issue, some kind of a populist um, promise that really will get them uh, past the finish line with a majority government, right? Remember, in the last election, they'd really honed in on, on a few things that uh, really made sense to a lot of people. Things like getting rid of the $6 million man at uh, the, the the head of um, Hydro One or OPG, one of, the, one, one of those two government agencies. Uh, they, they, you know, he promised buck a beer. And it wasn't really a promise that was going to revolutionize your life in this province, but you remembered it. And, and it was one of those populist issues that the premier and, and the Ford government is really known for. So that's what we're kind of looking for when it comes to those affordability issues, right? Those populist promises that people can really remember and will will motivate them to go to the polls. That's kind of what we're looking for. All right. And speaking of those populist promises, are we expecting a few Thursday in the budget? Uh, tell us, what do we know about this, uh, Colin, as we count down towards uh, budget day? And this budget uh, really coming so close to the election, this is as much a campaign document in a lot of ways as it is a budget. Yeah, and people must be really clear about this. This is not really a budget, even though it's being presented as such. It really is the progressive conservative uh, platform for the upcoming election campaign. And the reason why is because we learned today that uh, the Ford government intends to come into the legislature on Thursday, table that budget, and then immediately rise, meaning there's no not going to be any more legislative sitting days for the rest of the session until May 4th. Uh, which is when the election starts and the House is dissolved. So basically, the government is going into this uh, to show us what their promises are. Hopefully, they're all going to be fully costed. And then that's it. There's no more debate on the matter. There's no more argument over you know, whether the, the, the document is actually um, sound for the people of Ontario. Uh, so we're expecting some goodies in here, uh, because one of the things you might notice, right, as we're talking about the top election issues, nobody's really caring about a balanced budget anymore, especially after two years of a pandemic. So the government might take that as an opportunity to say that the economy is strong, 
you know, now is the time for us to kind of give people a few things to make their lives more affordable. And so we could see a lot of goodies in this budget, uh, in this uh, campaign uh, document, because this is what, you know, Premier Doug Ford and his government are hoping will land them back into another majority government in just a few weeks time. Yeah, that is really interesting. Just back to that Ipsos poll for a second. You're absolutely right, Colin. A balanced budget, uh, government spending in debt uh, ranks as low as I've ever seen it when it comes to concerns for uh, voters. And that typically has been obviously a bread and butter topic and a talking point for conservatives and in particular, uh, Doug Ford. But uh, looks like it uh, won't be much of a factor this election. Colin, appreciate it as always. Thank you so much uh, for the update, and we will uh, talk again. Talk to you soon. You got it. Colin DeMello is the Queens Park Bureau Chief for Global News, and we're back after this break here on the Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.